Tampa Bay's Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. Carol Joe is back. Jerry waited two long years. Now it's time to make a life for themselves. He's an honest trucker who won't make deals. I mean, I don't haul that stuff, I don't drive, huh? That's right. Just keep your mouth shut and do as you're told. gets tougher for both of them. I'm pregnant, Carol Joe. And I've been thinking I wish I were. They force him to fight back their way. My name's Carol Joe Hummer. I come to get work. And next time you just might not be so lucky. Get! But he won't quit. Get up! No matter what. to walk off a cliff, boy! He's only gonna get you dead, man! They got the muscle. They own the law. You're under arrest for the murder of Dwayne Howard. They terrify his wife. Take the deal and let's get the hell away from here. He's a working man who's had enough. Hey, bitty dog, you know who this is. You call him and tell him I'm coming here. <laughs> Ride with Carol Joe on a trip you'll never forget. Nostalgic Radio on Cars. And if you turn off the radio while he's on, I swear I'll come to your house, steal all your food, and take your animals. You better listen to him or I'll come find you. Oh, good afternoon. 
Welcome to whatever, whatever. How's it go? <laughs> a, little, a little later in the day. <laughs> a little later in the day. Hey, everybody, welcome. This good is evening. Huh? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Robert. Uh, you're tuning into Nostalgia Getting Cars. I'm your show host, Robert. Right on your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can find us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And and if you've missed any of our past shows, 692, I think. 82, 92, something like that. 93, tonight. Uh, don't forget to check out NostalgicRadioCars.com. Good evening and Happy New Year, Matthew. Happy New Year to you as well. <laughs> you were missed. Bobby, good evening. Happy good New evening. Year to you. Happy yeah, New yeah, Year. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm losing it. You know, I couldn't even remember. Mm-hmm. I was actually texting just before the show. Well, we tell you about texting while operating you know, a radio show. You can't text and operate a radio show at the same time because you will run into something. It's like texting and driving. Bad yeah. idea. Bad <laughs> idea. Bad idea. Bad. You know what's interesting? You know, I, I, I do demand value and total losses all the time, right? So, 70% of the cars that I do are hit in the rear. And guess why they're hit in the rear? I only give you, it has something to do with this thing right here, this little device that I'm holding up right here. This thing will get you in more trouble in mm-hmm. more ways than one. When you are driving, stay focused, pay attention, keep your left foot resting, if you got an automatic, Keep your left foot resting on that brake pedal just in case you got to make a sudden stop. And uh, because the last thing you want to do is run in the back end of anybody. Of course, yeah, traffic out there is crazy right now. It's still Christmas. You know, we got the, everybody down here visiting Florida. I don't know why they come to Florida, but they come to Florida. Oh, I know what it is. Something about the weather. The weather. Yeah. Now, I was just saying, I think it, I think it was 1972. could have been 78. No, 77 or 78. But anyway, it was November 2nd. No, January 2nd, 77 or 78. I woke up in the morning. My mom and dad had a motel in Clover Beach. I walk out, and there's snow in the back of my car, my 70 Cougar. There's Did snow I, in Florida? What is this you speak of? I'm talking about, not Google it, 19, it's either 77 or 72. But anyways, I'm on my way to JC school, going to junior college back in the day, and there was snow. We got to school, and now this is on Clover Beach. We got to school. There was more snow as we got in town. When we got to JC, junior college, say PJC, whatever you guys call it nowadays, um, the whole lawn was covered with snow. There was enough snow on the ground that the poor guys that have never seen snow before, well, you know, those of us from up north and out west and used to snow, guess what we did? Besides make a snowman, or trying to make a snowman, we were lobbing snowballs. Now, I know you know what that's all about, oh, right? Of course I do. You yes. Said, yeah. <laughs> so, funny story. My dad and I used to get into snowball fights all the time when I was a kid. That's how we got our car cleaned off in the parking lot. That's how you got your snowballs in the yard. That's a good one. Is our guest on the phone? Yes, he is. We have Josh. a guest. All right, so it's time to welcome back to Nostalgia Radio and Cars for an extravaganza of a show, our good friend and the voice of Meekham, John. Kramer. John, how you doing, buddy? Hey, good. Please get me down to Florida. It is cold up here in the Northland. Wait a minute. We were, just, ta- we were just talking about that. You're not here yet? That's a, no, I come in tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, okay. So you're up in the almost great white north because you're, you're Wisconsin or Chicago, Illinois? Yeah, right on the border. Illinois, Wisconsin border. Okay, so you're uh, yeah north of Fox Lake and south of, uh, uh, what's that, Milwaukee. Something like uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of within striking distance of both. All right, both things are okay. So hey, so we got uh, actually did, didn't Meekum start today on the second, third, second? It did. Yep. Yeah, this is the beginning of uh, twelve days, forty five hundred cars. We uh, have more cars consigned that's ever been done in the collector car world in in history since day one of collector car auctions, and we are looking to hit our third auction at Kissimmee in a row north of 200 million in sales our target is 250 million dollars 
if we hit that, we set a new world record for the most income ever generated at a single collector car auction. So needless to say, we're proud of that, and we're really excited about being on your show to let people hear about it. Well, that is, uh, I feel tickled to death and honored. That's just super. Hey, let me ask you a question now. Okay, so a couple of years ago it was 3,000. Then it was 4,000. Now we're talking 4,500 cars in what? A 12-day, 13-day period, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, It kicks off, well, kicked off today, January 2nd, and goes all the way through the 14th. So we've got a lot of days where we've got multiple days. Uh, what we call second Thursday, second Friday, second Saturday, second Sunday, etc. So this is a this is a major event. This is a world level event. Uh, got a report already. We had a good day. Did a couple million in sales today. Uh, had a, a relatively small lineup of cars on our first day. We're going to average about 400 cars per day today. We had around 250 cars. So it was a nice way to kind of get started. And uh, it's gonna, we're going to get revved up for a big weekend this weekend. And then, of course, next weekend is going to be the finale with all the heavy hitters. 36 hours live on Motor Trend coming up over six days of television. And, man, there's something for everyone. Tickets, only $30 to get in. It's the best entertainment deal in town, guys. Well, just like you said years ago, um, even if you, I'm not there to buy, the cars, it is it is like the greatest car show on earth. I mean, it is incredible. Four, five, 4,500 cars. That's phenomenal. That's really phenomenal. It's, a, it, it's an outstanding number. And, you know, you, you know, you mentioned we grew it from you know, 3,000 or 3,500 then to 4,000. This year was the year to grow it to 4,000. Well, about 30 days ago, we smashed past that. So we looked at the schedule. We made some adjustments. We moved uh, our start days of next week, the second week, we moved it up an hour, and we made room for 500 more cars, and we filled it. So we are at 4,500 cars. We're never sold out. We always can squish something in, but it's just the response that we've had is just incredible. And for anybody listening that wants to come out, we really do embrace and welcome spectators to come out, spend the whole day there. There's no area uh, off limits as far as where all the cars are at. There's cars and buildings, cars and tents, what we call glass houses. It is a major, major presentation. We've got people that'll be, well, we got people that got down there January 26th to start with the setup, and we've got people that we will be there all the way through the end of January getting it torn down, so we will have people on site for a month. And keep in mind, this is only one of 16 auctions we'll do this year. One of 16. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. So if you're talking a quarter of a billion dollars at this particular yep. auction, yep. at the end of the 16th auction, are we talking a billion dollars in gross revenue? We're knocking on the door. Uh, last year, see, our, our fiscal year will end uh, at the end of February. So we'll be publishing our new numbers. But last year, we did $785 million in the sale of collector vehicles. So that that billion dollar mark is not too far too far out of our uh out of our target zone and having a strong Kissimmee if we can do 250 million dollars here at Kissimmee over the next couple of weeks that's going to give us a good start carry us heavy momentum into the rest of the year and keep in mind the entire collector car world is laser focused on what happens here at this auction it will literally set the stage for What's going to happen for the remainder of the year? Everybody is watching me from Kissimmee. 
Now, interesting. We had a mixed market today, stock market-wise. The the Nasdaq was down a bit, and the Dow was kind of you know up a few points. And there's they're trying to tie a correlation to that, but I'm not so sure about that because the collector car were you know a car, people that buy collector cars have a different mindset. Even though it's a, a lot of it has to do with investing. But it's more of a collector mindset, but you've got a car, and I hear this constantly. Well, you know what? I put my money in cars. They've appreciated far more than anything else I've invested in So in the last couple of years, so I'm, I'm sticking with it. I mean, is that the sentiment? Do you, do, you, do you hear this, too? That's got you know, the little talk on the side? It really is, you know, and it's, I don't think any, any serious, passionate lifestyle car collector really gets into it because of the investment aspect of it. But that's such a really strong, strong second benefit to collecting cars that, you know, and of course, everybody's got a different idea what they want and the conditions and what they can afford, how many they can buy. But here's the reality is collector cars have proven to be a very good investment in general over a long period of time, certainly better than the stock market. And I call it an investment in the enjoyment of life. That's only because I live and breathe cars. But at the same time, I've got a modest collection of cars. They appreciate annually. I look at it, honestly, as money in the bank, but that's not what drove me to kind of to put together my little group of core vehicles. It had nothing to do with it. This is what I want. It completes me. It makes me happy. And when I'm gone, my estate will deal with the benefit of it. Uh, well said. Well said. Okay. So on yeah. that note, on that note, there's a number of really, really cool collections can you highlight some of the collections for us? It's incredible. Uh, I just uh, just ran just a quick look here this afternoon. Almost 50 distinct collections. And I, we're talking everything from modest daily drivers, you know, three or four cars, all the way up to, car, to cars out of collectors that are all the A-listers with 50, 60 cars. But, yeah, there are a couple that really kind of stand out. The first one... You know, the 1963 Corvette split window is probably, at least in the 1960s, the most iconic car of that decade. When that car hit with that split window one year only, it was a styling sensation that has not lost any of its appeal today. So there were seven colors that were available for sale in 1967. We've got one collector that has spent his life getting a prime, high-quality example of one of each color 63 split window corvettes and they're coming to the auction now it's worth it to come in and just see one of each of the color of the 63 corvettes lined up that's just astonishing another one is our good friend tim wellborn wellborn muscle car museum down in alexander city um, alabama uh, alabama mm-hmm. tim is very well known in the collector car world a big mopar guy he's been collecting literally his entire life his dad uh, back in 71, bought a brand-new Hemi Charger. Tim still owns that same car today. His dad, unfortunately, is long gone. But Tim's carrying on that legacy and then some. And so Tim is bringing six high-end Mopars, including Super Rare, one of only 501, 1969 Dodge. Daytona's the big wing car. Uh, it's a four-speed, and Tim has had the car since the 1980s. And he's kind of changing his collection a little bit. Um, you know, it's just it's just incredible the support from the collector car community on this one specific auction is overwhelming. And Robert is one reason why we've decided 
to take and raise that bar from 4,000 cars to 4,500 cars, and the, the, the press has just been all over it. Now, do you see this? You touched on that with uh, with the Wellburn collection. So, and, and in my experiences, because you know I do appraisals and stuff, when I see these cars, right. like I, I'm doing a collection uh, of ten cars or so for a gentleman right now, and he is exactly the same way. He's buying them because he likes them. The side benefit is they go up in value. But in the process, he says, I buy them, I keep them for a while, I have my core collection, but I rotate them. So is that basically, you see that happening a lot now. People are not getting out of the hobby. Let's make that clear. They're not getting out of the hobby. They're just changing the the part of the collection, the cars that are in their collection. Is that a fair statement? You, you You hit it right on the head. Right. And this is a phenomenon that we've been seeing maybe over the past, I would say maybe 10 years or so, where... Um, well-heeled individuals, guys that are savvy, they'll go ahead and they'll put together a collection. They'll have it. They'll they might even have it open uh, for either the public or for different car show events. And they kind of it kind of it kind of runs its course that way. They'll go ahead and they'll sell it, and then they'll go ahead and they'll start collecting again, and they'll do it all over again. And uh, I mean, we've seen that. That's part of the I don't know the joy or the satisfaction out of car collecting. And what that does is is it gives collectors a chance to experience a wide range of different makes and models and years even conditions some guys like restored cars some guys like original cars uh some guys that take a theme on colors uh, or some guys take a theme in in you know year ranges i want to collect all 1957s you know that type of a thing and everybody's got a different strategy but ultimately it's always the same if you pick good cars and you hold them for a little while, and I would say that the time frame, I don't know, I mean, it varies, but let's say at least five years, more than likely, more than likely, should you decide to sell, you're going to do pretty good with them. Well, that's, that's and and and, that, and from my perspective as an appraiser, that's exactly what I've seen. Right. If anything, the market well, okay, just kind of goes flat just a little bit, you know, it might level off. But the, again, the rarest, the run-of-the-mill cars, I would say they go up and down, they kind of flat, but they don't deviate too much. Maybe a few percent here and there. But the rarest of the rare are still people are still paying a premium for them, and people are still sought after them. But this is the the thing that I've noticed. It took me a long time to warm up to this. But these resto mods. So like today, for example, when I was in this guy's collection, he's got a '69 Camaro. He's got a '70 Mustang, a '70 Boss 302 Trans Am replica car. He's got a uh, an '81 Corvette. Every one of these cars and a '65 Mustang Shelby tribute car. Every one of these car and a 69 shelby i won't tell you what he did to that Shh, he put an ls in a shelby i almost oh my word that is a, that, oh. that that i said you got there's coyotes out there okay they will eat this thing but anyway none of that but anyway but he's he's every car he did detroit speed suspension ls motor conversions everything he did very first class very tasteful now he's got a car that's just as fast as his bmw or his porsche and but still is a 1980 car or a 1970s car, and I see that trend happening more and more and more. Is that what you see? Yes, but yes, and what makes it really tough, and that's going to continue to grow and grow, especially as we sort of shift from you know the boomers that traditionally would make up the core of this electric car market. I'm smack dab in the middle of that run, by the way. As we're kind of moving moving um, uh, up in age, all of us are, the younger generation, which is going to be guys, gals in their 40s, 50s, they're going to resonate a little bit stronger with a resto mod. They want the vintage look. 
but they want the modern accoutrement. I yes. get that. But but from our perspective as an auction company and from your perspective as an appraiser, good luck trying to hang a number or a prediction on a car like that for appreciation down the road because trends and pace and equipments and and coyotes today are pretty cool state-of-the-art stuff, but five or 10 or 15 or 20 years from now, trends uh, trends might change and that car might become a bit dated and it might be a really good buy down the road compared to a, a more of an investment grade car, a car that's been preserved either in its original condition or restored back to original specs. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. But wait a minute. The one that threw right. me was a few years ago when I was at SEMA, and you guys had a display out there, by the way, when they rolled right. the car on the stage, and Kevin Oste was there, and they had yeah. a Chevy truck, Restomod Chevy truck, like a C10, like 70, 71, 72, and yeah. it had an electric motor that bolted up to a turbo 350. That scared the crap out of me. And then Ford, on their display, had a six-speed manual that bolted up to an electric manual, uh, electric um, motor. And I'm like, uh-oh. We don't want that to happen because we're ICE guys, you know, internal combustion engine guys. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> fortunately, here we are. We're, we're, we're coming into a brand-new year, 2024. And guess what? The, 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 the EV revolution is not taking hold in the collector car hobby at all it's barely it's barely a blip uh even the new cars are starting to say and i i'm i'm not anti-ev by the way i think there's time and place for everything including evs but not to not to take over the complete market it just is not going to happen and it's not going to it isn't going to happen and take over the collector vehicle world no there'll be a few guys will do it and it'll be kind of a thing for a while and then it's going to be it's going to be just a footnote. That's my prediction on uh, retrofitting vintage cars with electric powertrains. Uh, we're on the same page there. Now, the the one thing I will right say on. is there's something about an internal combustion engine, and even if it's an old car, there's certain characteristics about this old car when you get behind the wheel and you're driving that car. And I get the rest of my thing, but nothing beats original, and that's just my thing on it. That's my thing too. But you know, I don't. I understand there's a there's a a segment in this hobby yep. where those folks are going to want the vintage look with, with everything else modern, suspension, brakes, air conditioning, transmissions, you know, certainly engines, fuel-injected, computer-controlled engines. I get it, but I'm like you. I I like it old school. I've got a combination of some modern cars and a combination of some vintage cars, and they both have personalities. I love them all, but I don't want to mix and match that. That's me. No, what I understand some people do it, and that's great. Well, you touched on a 63 split window. Nothing makes me cringe more when I see a 63 split window uh-huh. resto mod that brings right. almost $300,000 and a fuelie barely cracks 200. Yeah, well, it's the cost of, you know, building that oh, yeah. resto mod. That's true. Most of the resto mods, most of the 63, we'll pick on that one for a minute or talk about it. The 63 split window uh, Corvette, most of those are pretty well derelict projects that are missing engines and drivetrains and, you know, maybe were wrecked or damaged. It doesn't mean they can't be brought back to original configuration. If I had one, that's the way that I would do it. Mm-hmm. But the, there's a cottage industry out there, plug-and-play LS engines, aftermarket chassis with later model Corvette, suspensions and brakes. Everything from A to Z is available uh, and 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 that's what guys are doing. And I would just 
I counsel people all the time. I'd be, uh, you're going to spend three, four $400,000 on one of these high-end resto mods, and you think that it's going to be like spending three or $400,000 for a investment-grade stock uh, appearance Corvette. Those are two different worlds. I would not, from an investment standpoint, I'm going to put all my marbles in OEM and not rest of mine. The real deal. We're on the same page. John, tell yep. uh, people want to find out more about Mecham and how to get there and how to get in and how much. How do they find out? Yeah, Mecham.com will give a lot of information, everything you need to know. We're at Osceola Heritage Park. Tickets, uh, gates open at 8 o'clock every day. Tickets are only $30. You can buy them at the door. Kids 12 and under free. And uh, I'll tell you what, go to Mecham.com, join up. It's free to be an InfoNet member. Um, it, it, that allows you to get into the backside of the system for comparables. I'm guessing that as an appraiser, you from time to time will go to Mecham.com yes. to look at comparables yes. and use that. Yes. In my opinion, not looking for your endorsement, but in my opinion, we're both hardcore car guys. <laughs> yes. It is the number one resource yes. for comparables. There's yeah. nothing out there like it or is easy to operate. And so, you know, visit the website, come on out and see us at Kissimmee. If you can't make it, join us on Motor Trend TV and on Motor Trend Plus. We've got 36 hours of live coverage coming up on what will be the world's largest collector car auction ever held. Super. Well, John, I will see you this weekend. In the meantime, you take care. Thank you very much for hanging out, and Happy New Year. Oh, man, same to you, and we will see you and hopefully some sunshine, Florida. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you take care. Thanks oh, so much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, we're back here. Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We're live. We are. We just said, hey, Bobby, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing You're only sitting well. like a, a foot and a half away. <laughs> a microphone away. A microphone away, yeah. And I think, uh, do we have our next guest on the line? We're on the line. Okay, so now we're we're we're, we're doing we're we're speed guesting tonight. That's what we're doing. So our next guest is a, is a good friend of mine, and he is the founder of the Florida famous Fessels of Speed car event. I'm delighted to welcome the show my good friend Joe Sabatini. Joe, how you doing this evening? I'm doing good, Rob. How are you? Pretty good. So we have the 20th anniversary of the Vino- Festivals of Speed at the Vinoy. Tell us about that. Yeah. So. 20 years ago, we put a couple of cars in Vinoy Park along the water. Everyone had a good time, and here we are 20 years later, you know, 400-plus cars doing the same thing. So it's uh, been a really, really good ride. We're very happy with it. Tell us about festivals and speed in general. When you first started it, did you have any idea that it was going to evolve into what it evolved into today? No, you know, it, it's really just been a labor of love the whole time. Uh, it's gotten a lot bigger in the last few years, so I will tell you that. So it's a little bit more labor. <laughs> but, uh, no, we, you know, it was all about just bringing uh, car guys and car gals together, showing uh, vintage, contemporary, uh, exotics, classics, muscle cars of all types in a great setting. You know, a nice VIP section, good glass of wine, and uh, everyone has a good time. So it's obviously grown. We operate now from Miami all the way to Alpharetta, Georgia, and, uh, just really happy to be uh, operating and have all of our people coming out enjoying the show. Tell us a little bit about uh, the at the very beginning. It was really just, uh, wasn't it just kind of like a gathering at Mount Dora? Oh, yeah. So now you're going way back. I'm going <laughs> way back. Yeah, we're the way back machine work. here. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, we, uh, so I had an art gallery back then. And uh, what we did was we pulled a permit to close the streets around 
my art gallery, and I had a beer and wine license and a beautiful courtyard with gas lights and beautiful artwork in the gallery, and the Ferrari Club came out, and uh, they liked the party so much, they asked me to throw another, and then, of course, the Lamborghinis, Lamborghini guys got wind of that, and uh, they wanted in, and uh, it basically grew from there. We just throw a, you know, a nice event, bring out great cars, you know, we've got all types of great cars. I mean, Bugattis, and Pagani Guayras, uh, vintage muscle cars, everything in between. So, uh, yeah, it's grown quite a bit from Mount Dora, that's for sure. Okay, so then, now, let's talk about some of the locations. So the ones that I'm familiar with is, obviously, you got the one in Alpharetta, and you got the one in Naples, okay? But the core ones yep. are the Vinoy, the Mission Inn, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so uh, we're actually bringing the Mission Inn back. We did about a 10-year run there. Uh, property got purchased, so we're actually uh, just talking to them again uh, literally just a few days ago. So that's a beautiful golf resort out where I am in Howie in the Hills. So it's been Miami, Naples, Orlando, Ritz Carlton's another one. We just did yes. the 17th year there. We had a, just an amazing display of supercars and everything else. Uh, St. Petersburg, of course, 20 years. Uh, we operated up in Amelia for about seven years in uh, Alpharetta, Georgia. And then we do little boutique, of course, boutique events throughout Florida, like semi-private, you know, 200 people. High-end wine and bourbon, scotch tastings with a nice cigar lounge. We do a lot of those as well. Those now, are a little smaller, though. Now, tell us about those, because I've been to a few of those. They generally take place at a dealership, correct? Yeah, so what we do is um, we basically looked at the, the model. These car dealers would operate events on site, and it would cost them a ton of money, stress out their staff. So we looked at this and we said, you know, we've got all this equipment because we do these large events. We show up with our truck, everything from the wine glass to the food to the uh, the last napkin. And within two hours, we've got the whole setup. And we limit it to about 150 people. Typically, they have to own a high-end, whether it's an exotic or an investment-grade car. It doesn't really matter. But it's got to be a significant collector. And we'll put about 80 or 90 bottles of wines and scotch and bourbon, all high-end. And we've got our you know brand ambassadors behind the tables. Everybody could sample and taste all different types of great food. And they spend about two hours at the dealership just having a really good time. And uh, hopefully they uh, drink enough wine or bourbon and they buy a couple of Rolls Royces of Ferrari. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Now, though, the two that you've done that I have not been to is uh, is Alpharetta in Georgia. Tell us a little bit about that event. That's a, a pretty high Alpharetta, end. Alpharetta, you know, I got to tell you, it's one of my favorite shows. It, it's not the biggest, and it's not the best event, but it's an incredible event. Alpharetta, Georgia area, has got just such a great car community. Everybody just seems to always be in such a great mood. You know, we operate in October. We're an hour from the mountains, but where we operate is all, you know, real contemporary, beautiful venues, wine bars, great restaurants, hotels. We put about 275 cars right on uh, the boulevards. We shut down both boulevards. And, you know, it's typically, a, you know, not what it stays that way, but 70 degrees and sunny in October Georgia weather, and everyone just really enjoys themselves and we do that 100% for charity up there and 
You know, that's a fun event. I, I look forward to getting into the box truck and driving up there and having a few days in Georgia and just enjoying the weather. It's a lot of work, but uh, we like it. Super. Now, the, you just came off Naples. Naples was a couple of weeks ago. Tell us about that event and how that evolved. Yeah, so Naples is uh, is new for us. So the company that owns that entire property, the Mercado, is the company that owns Avalon, which is what we were just talking about oh, in Alpharetta. Okay. And they reached out to me and they said, you know, would you like to do an event there? And I said, you know, Naples, of course, beautiful city. I mean, what more could you ask for? I said, sure. You know, we'll, we'll do something there. And uh, we went down, I think it was December 3rd, it was a Sunday. And uh, we filled it. I mean, there was no doubt. I mean, it was incredible. Like, you know, once again, amazing display of cars, La Ferraris. I mean, just all this high-end stuff. But everything in between, you know, beautifully restored Camaros, all types of Mopar vehicles as well. Right on the boulevard, beautiful restaurants everywhere. I mean, Naples, of course, absolutely amazing city. And so we'll be there hopefully for many years to come. So we'll definitely be back next year. Super. Okay, so now if I want to get a car in the upcoming event, the, the Vinoy is on the 21st. That's on a Sunday, right? Is yeah. that just the one-day event, or is there like a three-day, a two-day leading up to the 21st? How is that going to work no, out for so That event is – that's a one-day event now. It used to be two, three days. We're bringing that all back next year. We're going back into our three-day weekend. But this okay. year – January 21, Sunday is the main event. This is a big one because it's a 20-year anniversary. Uh, unless I'm mistaken, it's the longest-running large-scale event in St. Petersburg, completely uninterrupted, never missed a year. Uh, so we're expecting about 550 to 600 cars. We're wow. just approaching 400 cars now, all registered. Everything's got to be registered in advance on the website. But you just go online and register. And uh, we'll reply to you. Um, but we take everything vintage, contemporary, you know, again, from the could be a 1957 Alpha right up to brand new Bugatti and everything in between. As long as it's nice and clean and presents well, we're happy to have it. Now, how is the layout going to be at the, at the park this time? Usually it's like on an L shape and it's along the waterfront. Is that basically how it's going to be this year also? Yeah, I mean, that park is beautiful. You've got the crystal clear waters of the bay, literally dolphin jumping in the background. We had a guy last year that was staring at a Lamborghini Aventador the dealer had for about an hour and a half. And he <laughs> said when he saw a dolphin jump in the water behind it, he took it as a sign. He bought it on the spot because of the, the dolphin. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, I know. It's kind of, kind of interesting, but... Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's it's like a L shape, and we're going to take the entire park as we always do. We're, we're also celebrating the 100 year anniversary of Bentley winning at Le Mans. Uh, we're going to have an incredible Porsche display because Porsche of Clearwater is our presenting sponsor, uh, as they have been for many years, and uh, we're really happy to have everybody there. We've got Ferrari, Lamborghini Sarasota. I mean, all of them. It goes on and on. But uh, most of these companies have been with us. Literally all 20 years. I mean, Dimit, Dimit Automotive is celebrating their 100-year anniversary, and they're going to do a massive kickoff at our event to celebrate that because it's the first of the year, basically. So uh, that's going to be incredible what they bring out. That's super. Now, Joe, are you thinking about how many how many events do you do a year now? Would you say? I'd say right now, where we do what I call seven majors large scale ten thousand plus people right 
But we do, you know, 30 wheels watching whiskey events or more throughout the year. We're Actually, 2024 is going to be... Um, 2023 was our busiest year, but 2024 is going to make that look like child's play. We've got a, a book schedule every single month for all 12 months. Wow. Now, what about, tell us a little bit real quick about the uh, Ocala, the, uh, uh, the yeah, World right. Equestrian. You know, it's funny. I can't believe I, I, I missed that one. So we've been <laughs> there four years. That is the World Equestrian Center. It's the most luxurious and high-end equestrian center in all of North America, perhaps the world. I'm, I'm not deep into the equestrian world, but we're, we've learned a lot over four years. Uh, but the show that we do on the running of the Kentucky Derby, which is Saturday, I think it's May 4th, We've done that now four years. And the equestrians bring out 700 world-class Arabian horses. They're flown in from all over the world, Dubai, Spain, everywhere. It's really quite breathtaking to see these horses. And we'll put out 250 world-class show cars while they are displaying or, you know, competing, basically, with all of these Arabian horses uh, in and amongst us. And it's, it's really just quite incredible that is a five diamond hotel that event is quickly becoming our um, our most prestigious event in just four years that one is just off the charts so now with all these events that you got would you say that's that's very manageable are you looking to add any or are you fine with where you're at right now well you know i'm from long island new york and i've always wanted to operate it somewhere on long island yeah, okay. And, uh, that, that's a major goal of ours because that will put us out of Florida for the summer because we can't operate down here uh, for good reasons in, in July and August. The humidity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're not going to be sitting out there, right? So the idea is to get up to Long Island or somewhere up in the Northeast and put, you know, 300 cars, you know, by the bay or by the Long Island Sound, whatever it is. I'm thinking a Gold Coast mansion. Uh, we're talking to a few of them as we speak, and hopefully we can add that for the uh, summer of 2024. Super. All right, Joe, one more time. How, if people want to find out more about Festival Speed and the upcoming event at the Vinoy, how do they do it? Yeah, very easy. Just go to the website, festivals with an S, festivalsofspeed.com. They can also call, but uh, everything's online. You can get your tickets online, register your car. Everything is there, festivalsofspeed.com. Well, Joe, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being a friend, and I look forward to seeing you. And I'll be there judging with some other guys. So uh, we're gonna we, we got your back, buddy. Yeah, I was gonna say, congrats, man. You're gonna be on the judging crew once again, so that's gonna be fun. Yep, yep, yep. Looking forward to it. Joe, you take care. I want all my friends. I want to see you guys at Festivals of Speed on the 21st of January. Joe, take care. We'll see you then, and happy New Year to you. Thanks, my friend. Happy New Year to you as well. Mm -hmm. Bye bye. All right, so, wow, Festivals of Speed, what do you think, Bobby? Amazing. You've okay. actually had your car in there mm -hmm. a few times down mm -hmm. there. You had your Mustang GT Mustang, down there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so maybe this year we'll have our push. Uh, all right, so now we're, we're on a roll. We're, do, we're, we're, we're speed showing, speed. as they say, or speed guesting. Speed, guesting. That's interviewing, yeah, yeah, speed yeah, interviewing. Yeah, hey, 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 you know what? You forgot the little Judson's thing. Did you find the sound effects? Yeah, hang on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we got to do it. So, yes, we have another event that's coming up here also. On that same weekend. There we go. There we go. The Judsons. <laughs> that's not one. That's two. That's three. That's a whole race. Judges. That's a whole race right there. Anyway. All right. So now we got the uh, Vintage uh, Truck Club of Florida. They're putting on an event here. That's also that same weekend, by the way. And I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening one of the founders of that particular event, Joe Joe Zelinski. Joe, how'd you doing, buddy? 
I'm doing great. Good to hear from you. Yes, 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 and a happy New Year to you. So you got the event coming up this weekend. It's the third weekend of the month, I believe. So tell us a little bit. Tell for all our listeners. Tell us about the Vintage Truck Club of Florida and this upcoming event you got going on. Okay. You there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm getting backfeed somehow. Oh, backfeed? Okay. Well, anyway, I've got the, uh, the, 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 my flyers here, my, my partial flyers. And, of course, it's uh, this weekend, or not next weekend. It's January 19th through the 20th, right? So uh, it's two days. So go ahead, JoJo. You, got, uh, you have the floor, my man. Okay, here we go. Vintage Trucks of Florida is a local <laughs> chapter of the Antique Truck Club of America, and we are the only chapter that hosts the Winter Nationals. Um, it will be January 19th through the 20th um, at the Sumter County Fairgrounds in Bushnell, Florida. Okay. How many trucks do you plan on having there? Uh, we have over 100 trucks. All trucks we have um, from big rigs, prime movers, to pickup trucks, to rat rods, 4x4s. We even got a cannon truck. The cannon truck. Yes, yes, yes. We know all about the cannon truck. So go ahead and tell us. Now, wait a minute. The cannon truck is actually, if I understand correctly, it's actually on the plaque that they give away this year it's when you enter or uh, when you win, when you win an award, correct? Correct, correct. Uh, last year we had the cannon truck at our show first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the first time it was out in probably almost 30 years. Um. So we have one award. We give the Director's Choice Award, and that generates our dash plaques for the upcoming show. Okay. So um, we honored the the owner of the truck and the truck itself as their our showpiece for 2024. <coughs> okay, so... Go ahead. I was going to say, tell a little history on the cannon truck, basically, so, cause, so our listeners know. Because they're thinking cannon truck. What's a cannon truck? So tell us a little bit about what the cannon <laughs> truck is. The, the cannon truck is um, one of Hugo Zucchini's um, human cannonball truck. Uh, they actually launch people out of the cannonball that, out of the cannon that is mounted on the truck. Okay. And then they basically and, would shoot them over and they would just land in the net, correct? Correct, correct. They would set up a net, they would launch the uh, person into the net, and they did that uh, events, fairs, circuses, probably since the early 30s, the family's done that. And so that's the famous Zacchini family, and uh, they were based out of, they were from up north, but they think they were based out of Tampa for like 40, 40, 50 years, right? Yeah, most of their life was out of uh, Sarasota, actually. Okay. Oh, no, Tampa. You had it correct. Yeah, Sorry. Tampa. Okay. All right, so now, moving on from the Cannon truck, let's talk about some of the other rare trucks that are going to be there, some of the rare stuff that you probably wouldn't see unless you saw it in the magazine. They're going to be there in real life, rolling history. Tell us about some of those. Okay. Um, my family is going to be showcased in a 1943 Mac FJ. Uh, Prime Mover, which was uh, the model year truck that they used to move the uh, 16-inch gun barrels from New York to Virginia to be loaded on the uh, uh, battleships. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, yeah. The, was this a, a government truck at one point in time, or were these privately owned and then subcontracted to the government? 
privately owned subcontracted to move the cannons. Wow. Or the uh, gun barrels, the gun- actually. Okay. Yeah, real cannons, real cannons. <laughs> yeah, 16-inch. Uh, they, they were um, 85 feet long and weighed 139 tons. Jeez. That's uh yeah. that's a lot of weight. So when that's you when, big, big yeah. Gun. So when you talk about uh, let's talk about a big rig. So when you talk about a 50 53 foot trailer and then you got a, a tractor in front of it, what's the total length of that? It's almost what 75 80 feet. So about what it 80 is. 80 feet is the maximum they can run on the highway. Okay, and then what's the maximum gross weight that you can have on a highway if you're a trucker? 80,000 pounds. 80,000 pounds. Anything over Anything over 80,000 pounds, you have to have special permits. So you're talking 40,000 tons, correct, if I'm correct on this? 40 tons, yeah. Okay, four, or 40 tons, rather. So, And you're saying that these cannons that they put on these tractors that they move, these trucks, these trailers that they moved back in the day when they were carrying those battleship cannons, how much did they weigh? 139 tons. Wow. That's four times. And then some. Four times, really. Yep. Well, now I would—I'd have to imagine that uh, you had a lot of tires underneath those trailers. Absolutely, it, it was a combination of axles and tires and uh, jeeps to be able to carry that capacity. Wow. All right. So now, tell us about some of the other activities at the uh, at the uh, truck show. Our showcase activity is a truck cruise on Friday afternoon to the 75 Chrome Shop from the fairgrounds. Oh, really? Okay. Yep, yep. We'll uh, be traveling with a bunch of trucks, usually about 30 of them, and uh, from there we go on to a, uh, a dinner. Okay. So to put this in perspective, the Chrome Truck, the Chrome, the Chrome Shop is on the corner of 75, I-75 and 40. 44. 44, okay. So that's basically like wild, right. almost just west of Wildwood, so to speak. And then so from there, you're going to trek down to Sumter County to the fairgrounds. But we're along actually, the way... We're, we're going to start at the fairgrounds and truck up to the oh, 75 Chrome Shop okay. and then back. I gotcha. Okay, and then have dinner somewhere along the way? Correct. Okay, gotcha. All right, so then what takes place on Saturday? Saturday's the event. Saturday we'll, we'll have we'll have fifty fifty raffle, um, silent auction, um, and the display of all the uh, over a hundred trucks. Okay, what about a charity? There's a charity foundation involved in this. Tell us about the charity foundation. Well, absolutely. All all the proceeds from this event are uh, donated to Tunnels to Towers. Okay, and Tunnels to ta- go ahead. Tunnels for Towers uh, generates, um, provides um, housing, finances for people that are first responders. Okay. And these are primarily people that were involved in the 9-11 event or uh, incident, correct? Anything. Anything. Any kind of events. Uh, Military, police, fire. Oh, really? You know, if you're disabled in in the line of duty... They're there to help. Okay. Okay. Um, go ahead. I was going to say, what uh, is there any other entertainment or anything like that? Is there going to be a swap meet there at the uh, at the event this weekend or that weekend? Yeah, yeah. We have we have a full swap meet with vendors and um, mainly vendors of different different interests. 
Okay. Um, so then, as far as this this particular truck event, is this the only one that you guys put together each each year, or are there like smaller venues that you um, gatherings where if people want to find out more about you know the Venice Truck Club of Florida and they want to attend a truck show, are there other events that they can look forward to that you guys are involved with throughout the state of Florida? Uh, the main thing we do is we have get-togethers every other month on the third Saturday um, for a, a club member meeting. Um, and then we frequent, we try and go out to all different events all over the state, um, different uh, truck shows and different parades. We do Christmas parades and things uh, to be active in the communities. Okay. Um, now, you said you're you're basically part of the Antique Truck Club of America. Tell tell us a little bit about the Antique Truck Club of America. Antique Truck Club of America is based in Boyertown, Pennsylvania, and their sole um, reason for being there is to. Um, um, I always get this twisted up. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Um, the preservation, display, and operation of antique uh, trucks. Okay. Now, the, if I'm a member of the Vintage Truck Club of Florida, do I have to join the, the national club as well? Or if I join a national club, do I automatically become a member of the, the, the state club, if you will? Um, there's separate entities, but you have to be a member of national to be a member of the local chapter. Okay. Now, um, so, it, go ahead. No, I was going to say, besides the Cannon truck, what other really, really unique trucks going to be at this event? What can you know that that that's something is unusual that you wouldn't see anywhere besides the trailer, the one that hauled the cannons, the real cannon, sixteen, <laughs> sixteen. <laughs> Um, you know, it's, it's, it's everything and anything in between. Um, you, you can see brand new 2023 Peterbilts and Kenworth along, uh, pickup trucks. Um, uh, one of the things that comes to mind is chain drive max, um, chain drive Sterling trucks, um, and, and, and everything in between. Okay, so basically you're going to have stuff there. So if I was, let's say, a, a, a novice, an enthusiast with you know cars, trucks, then basically when you're talking about these 30s trucks, so I get to almost see the evolution of the truck from the from the late 20s, early 30s, all the way up to 2022, 2023, 2024. Yeah, which is kind of interesting in itself because if you're an enthusiast, particularly if you're mechanical, then you get a chance to kind yep. of see how this has all evolved. And uh, you know what it was like back then. Now, do people do they have like touch a truck thing? So, like, if kids come there, can they sit in a big truck and and check it out and everything? I I I can't speak for anybody, everybody, but most of the um, members are usually very kid friendly uh -huh. as far as um, you know letting letting people touch and sit behind them and take pictures with them. Um, nothing we have is that critical or or delicate where where it could really get hurt they're working trucks the way they were now or back in the day okay all right uh, we got about 30 seconds left how about fire trucks you're gonna have a fire truck display there where they're shooting off uh, water and stuff like that this time um 
We're going to try and get them. Uh, some of the fire trucks are hard to get out, um, but we're going to try and have them on display as well. Okay. All They're right. They're welcome to come. All right. Any other emergency vehicles? Anything like that for people to see? Um, all kinds of dump trucks, uh, recovery trucks, tow trucks. They're all welcome. They, they usually have uh, a good showing as well. Okay, good. Well, then we'll have to show up there with our, our, our we have a rollback of 550, so I'm going to have to bring my truck out there, too. <laughs> but There you go. Anyway. All right. Well, JoJo, we uh, appreciate you hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Radio Cars, talking a little bit about the uh, 11th Annual Truck Show at the uh, Sumter County Fairgrounds, and uh, that's going to be on January 19th through the 20th. So we look forward to it. And real quick, if people want to find out more about the event and get uh, information how to do it. Vintage Trucks of Florida dot com is our website, and um, all the shows have uh, photo uh, photos up in the gallery. Super, super. All right, vintage. Yeah, so you can see all the shows. Very good, Vintage Truck Club of Florida. Jojo, you take care. Say hi to everybody over there on uh, your side, on the Orlando side. And again, I want to thank you very much for hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Renew Cars and sharing with us uh, the information and stuff about the uh, 11th annual truck show at Sumter County coming up here in a couple of weeks. So you take care. Have a great New Year, and uh, look forward to seeing you then that weekend. Thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. Take care. You too. Bye bye. See ya. I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio Cars. Uh, we got a few minutes, a few seconds left, I think. Bobby, thank you for hanging out with us here. Thank you. Matt, you did a great job as usual. Thank you, sir. I want to see some of you guys at the Festivals of Speed. I want to see you guys at Meekums, and I want to see you at the Vintage Truck Show. Okay, so there's no excuses. You guys have all been forewarned. Okay, get your cars out there, get your trucks out there, get your motorcycle, get something cool out there, and show up at some of these events, all right? And hey, drive, drive, drive. Have a good time. In the meantime, everybody. St- Stay safe. Don't wait a minute before I say that. Don't forget to check us out here every Tuesday between 7 and 8 p.m. on the Tent Talk Radio Network. Tell your friends. Follow us on social media. Just like the big swag says. Stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family.